how can we innovate to create something that is like worth a lot, but yet can be delivered very affordably? That's been kind of my motivation to to figure out new ways of doing things. And so in the end, the, my clients win. Software is the lifeblood of any modern business. Software keeps projects on track and helps clients pay you. Software is how we communicate with each other. And software allows you to operate leaner and smaller than ever before. Your choices about which software you need in your business determine just how resilient you can be. I'm Susan Bowles, and you're listening to Break the Ceiling, the show where we break down unconventional strategies you can use to save time, boost your profit, and increase your operational capacity. This month, we're talking about how your business operates like an ecosystem. Every decision you make in one area of your business will affect all the other areas of your business. Ashley Gartland and I talked about some of these impacts in our conversation about default decisions. And Tamara Kemper and I geeked out on process and documentation and how your process affects not just how your workflow runs, but it also affects how effective your team is, how automated you can make your process, and what software tools will work best for your business. And while your process and business model influence what software you should choose to implement, that choice of software also affects the rest of your business. It's all cyclical. Choosing the right software tool, particularly when it comes to your choice of project or task management, can impact how well your team communicates, how well-informed your clients are, how they feel about your service as a whole. Your financial software choices can affect how quickly you can send invoices, how quickly clients pay you, and ultimately, how healthy your cash flow is. Each piece of software in your stack has a role to play. It has a job description. It's a core member of your team, just like any human. And you need to make sure that you have the right tool doing the right job at the right price. When that all comes together, Software technology can allow you to stay lean and small and be way more profitable. But when you don't have the right tools in place, your software can become this hurdle that you have to get over or a bottleneck that keeps you from being able to work effectively. And that's what we're talking about today. The impact your choice of software has on the rest of your business ecosystem. Meet Melanie Richards, the owner of Modern Traction, which is a boutique web design agency, and she's a fellow ClickUp fan. And we're going to talk about how ClickUp helps her team know what to do next, what other software tools have been essential for her and her agency, and how the right choice of software has helped her scale her company, increase her profits, and deliver better results for her clients. Hey, Mel, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. So let's, to start off with, tell me a little bit about your team. How big are you? What kind of structure? How do you... what? What are you operating with in terms of team resources? Well, um, I work with contractors, uh, basically because it it lets me be a little bit more nimble and flexible. So I built kind of like a collective uh, of people that are my go-to. And, um, but right now I'm basically looking to bring on a full-time designer. So um, in the process of hiring to completely replace me. Um, And essentially, that is that is the crux for me. It's just finding someone who's um, at that design level. You know, I have pretty high standards in terms of design, and then training them on the tools I use um, over time. But uh, 
I've been working with many of these contractors for years, so I consider them as part of my team. Um, and uh, I have copywriters that I work with, I have designers, I have developers, um, and that's and SEO people um, as well. So I, it, it, because it really comes to, it depends on the client and the needs, and therefore uh, I bring them in on a uh, as-needed basis. So uh, that's typically how I've been working so far. And, and everybody's on, remote as well, so. <laughs> on average, how, like, it, when you think about your team, like how big, how many people do you actually have that you kind of pull in and out um, for different projects? Well, typically I'll have three people. So a designer, um, an assistant, who's doing more like integration, um, fixing up things, like uh, dealing on smaller smaller tasks. My designer who is kind of running with the design aspect of the website, and then a copywriter. If we're doing the copy, then a copywriter. And then myself in terms of managing the client and um, providing strategy and consulting with the clients. So that's pretty much the average. Okay. So tell me a little bit about some of the software that you are currently using to run your agency. Well, given that we're a web um, design agency, of course, like I build everything on WordPress. WordPress has been my go-to tool uh, for many, many years. And um, for the last probably five years, I've been using Beaver Builder, which is a page builder that lives on top of WordPress, um, which is really flexible, very intuitive, and very easy for clients to work with. So um, when it comes to building out um, conversion optimized like websites, there's definitely, um, I, I've done a lot of the research in terms of finding the best plugins and tools. So I've got my own recipe uh, of all of the best um, solutions to build an awesome WordPress site. So basically that is uh, one of, a lot of my go-to tools given what I do. And then in terms of uh, running the business, I use ClickUp, which we are both super fans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, ClickUp, it's, it's interesting actually, because I am definitely, you know, a geek to heart so I every time some new app or something comes on my radar I'm like oh god I gotta look into this <laughs> and um but being a creative and a visionary and very visual and I have being <laughs> that designer I've had trouble finding the right tool that could help me um project manage the business so I've I, you know I've tried everything it's, it feels like I've tried everything when it comes to project management app. app. And um, I would say over the years, I've probably tried, like, like, I dedicated myself to maybe three to four different apps and would move because I'm like, this just isn't working for me. There's like so many key features. And then finally, I was able to find all the key features that I really need in ClickUp. So... That's where I've been finally like, oh, okay, I can let this rest. <laughs> and I'm now building out all of, because it, it, it's one of those things that having the right app 
for project management, I think is so crucial to running a streamlined, uh, efficient process because you're able to put in your SOPs into the app itself. So every step of the project, the links to like my Loom trainings for my team to go, okay, this is how I do it. Like it all lives within it. So to commit to a tool, you gotta you gotta feel like it's the right tool so that you are actually implementing all of those things into the tool because otherwise when you do move oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just really finally um feeling content uh with ClickUp, and i'm so impressed with the the um the level of innovation and features that they keep, like I've never seen a piece of software get updated so often and they just keep blowing my mind. So I'm like, I'm at the point where I'm like, I got to buy stocks in this company. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyhow, so I'm very uh, happy with that. And uh, my team really find it a great to work with. And it's so customizable. That's part of the, it's a bit of a, you know, as you know, it's... uh, There's definitely a learning curve. Yeah, exactly. But it's simple, but yet so powerful that because you can customize it to however you feel um, you you work best. But uh, having the different views, you know, whether it be like the the swim lanes, kind of like Trello or a list, like I'm just a list person, so I just like that view. But everybody on the team can pick their own kind of style in terms of seeing things and yeah I just found it's been so easy now to manage my projects because I can create dashboards that I see everything in one view that I need to be looking at right and now I've even integrated my uh, CRM I've been shopping for a CRM for a long time and then one day I said why am I trying to add yet another app into (laughs) my stack when I don't really need to because ClickUp basically can just you know, if uh, I, I'm still working on setting it up to to my heart's content, but it's again um, consolidating everything in one app just simplifies so much. You don't need to jump around all over the place. So um, now I've got my CRM that I'm building out within ClickUp. So um, yeah, everything I feel is is coming together in 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 that realm. So. Uh, okay, so you've got you've got uh, your WordPress stack, you've got ClickUp. Are there other pieces of software that you are kind of core pieces of software that you're using um, to manage primarily like the back end of your business? Is everything living ClickUp? Are you using an accounting software? Are you what, yeah. what else do you have going on? Well, I've been using Zero for a long time for my accounting, but I'm so happy. Well, <laughs> you won't be happy now in oh, a no. second because <laughs> I, I switched to QuickBooks Online. Oh. But it's one of those things that I've never uh, again the designer thing. It's just the interface. I always found that it was not built for uh, end like a uh, end user like myself. It's more for an accountant and there's certain views and certain things. And I don't know if it's also the fact that I'm in Canada, but there's certain features that are not really built into Zero, and it's just much better in QuickBooks. So I've been in the middle of transitioning, which that has been a that bit painful. That is so interesting because almost everybody I talk to has the opposite reaction where QuickBooks is built for accountants and Zero is book- built for small businesses. So I'm curious about what um, what was it that you were trying to do 
that you found you could do in QuickBooks that you couldn't do in Xero? Like, what was the deciding feature for you? Well, right off the bat is seeing how much sales tax I owe. Like, with every invoice I create, it just, like, shows me at the top. It's like, so far you've collected this much sales tax and this is what you owe. Like, and then it actually within zero it's like you had to create these journal entries and it just doesn't really show you like the specific like it, it, it there was some a little bit of hacking to do to get the right numbers or the right report but with uh in quickbooks it's just like here it is here's what you need to file here are all the numbers like the interface and the design is actually like dummy proof in a way where it's like here, here are the numbers you need to plug in and here's what you owe and that's that's it. Whereas like I had to like consult with my bookkeepers with zero to go, what are all the numbers and what do I owe? And it just, so that's just an example. Hmm. Um, and the sales tax report inside zero just didn't get it done? Nope, nope. Huh. And I think okay. it, it had to do, if I recall, it had to do with the fact that I'm in Canada. It's not designed out of the box to work for sale taxes for Canada. So mm, that could be. So I think that's what it was. Uh, but in general, um, the only problem, maybe at some point I could pick your brain on this, but it's just the integration with Stripe is a little bit of a tricky one. It's just that there's still some, some manual work to be done in terms of if you want to be able to track this payment came from this client. You have to kind of manually match up the invoice with the transaction. I know there's yeah, third party apps. Do it like it does in Zero. Well, I could never get that to work in Zero either. Oh. Is that possible? Because oh yeah, sure. So now there's a um, direct integration with Stripe and Zero. So if you actually connect your Stripe bank feed. Um, it automatically recognizes and can, um, it'll break out your fee and automatically reconcile the payment that comes in to the um, invoice that's outstanding. Um, and then you can set up a bankroll to automatically classify the Stripe fees. So it, it really, it, it can find, this is a payment from this client and matches it to that invoice. Yep, it, it has a hierarchy, so it goes off of um, amounts first. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. So the the way the the matching in zero works is it bases it off of the date and the amount of the transaction, and that's um, how the matching kind of right automate. Yeah, that's that's how it matches the transactions. Okay. Okay. So if you have a bunch of client payments that all were for the same amount on the same day, it would have. It, you would probably have some like manual mm. matching to do mm -hmm. um but unless it's all the same amounts and all on the same day it'll okay it does a pretty good job of automatically recognizing it okay. um and i don't think quickbooks does the same thing yeah i'll have to see i'll have to see but i'm just like diving in so we'll we'll see but it's one of those things that i'm just right now doing it myself just so i can at least wrap my head around it but it's not something i want to keep doing ongoing so it's just yeah that's interesting because i i've not you're probably the only person i've ever talked to that went back the other way hmm. so i'm really like that's what i was really interested about yeah what well, what was it that was the um the trigger for you yeah yeah well i've i've actually heard from a few other people who've done the same actually so is it specific to canadian 
Uh, I it might be because the software also ties in. It's like uh, Intuit owns it, and Intuit also runs like TurboTax, which is our main like income tax. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's kind of an all-in-one solution in that sense. So yeah, but I hmm. think it is definitely like more Canadian friendly. Um, and well, in terms of another tool that I use, as I'm sure a lot of people do, is Loom. Like Loom is just so useful with my team. Like, you know, sometimes they'll have a question about something. They'll shoot me a Loom. My clients have questions. How do I do this? I send a Loom. But I'm also, every time a client is asking me a question, I just add that to my vault of how to do X, you know? So mm-hmm. my I'm adding continuously um to uh, my my own tutorials, basically, so my, my clients can uh, have a, a DIY support solution, right? So and they could refer back to it whenever they they want. So that's been great. Um, and I'm actually going to be using Loom uh, to start doing some sales outreach. So introducing myself and using that as a tool to. Um, start conversations with prospects or people that I I would love to work with. So I'm going to be incorporating that into my sales process. And I think video, I really think video. I'm interested to see how that works. Oh, yeah. After you've tried it for a while. Yeah, I bet it would convert pretty well. Yeah. The only thing is like, I'm going to, I'd love to get Loom Pro. And I think they're working on getting some integration so that you can track who's seen the video and who's watched it, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. But um, have you ever heard of BombBomb? Yeah. Okay, so I was looking at BombBomb for a while, um, but again, trying to trying to be careful not to add too much to the stack. <laughs> <laughs> so I've settled on on doing it with that, and I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, and other than that, well, Spotify does that count? <laughs> <laughs> You know, having some good tunes while you're working is pretty essential in my world. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about how you kind of approach the role that software plays in your business. Like, what is the job description that you give to the software that runs your business? Well, I know we've talked about this in the past and I was uh, probably saying, oh, I'm looking to hire someone to be a project manager. I even had like one of my mentors, like she's she's a business coach and she's she's amazing. Like really, she's awesome. But she was suggesting that I hire a project manager sooner than I'm feeling the need for it to invest in that. But then when I'm looking at tools like ClickUp and the automations that are possible in ClickUp now, it's takes a lot like it takes care of a lot of the things that now I'm like well it's actually saving me so much time that I'd rather be investing in hiring a designer because that's really where you know I'm really looking at it like what do I procrastinate on or what (laughs) am I like in terms of being stuck in the weeds where do I need to get myself out to be completely in the CEO role right so that's basically where I don't really I feel like the project manager is the last role because the tools are now able to do so much. Um, even automating like client communication, like every step of the way and all of these things. Um, it just, I just don't feel the urgency as much anymore. So yeah, 
that's kind of like the approach I'm I'm going with right now anyhow. <laughs> now what? That's the question I hear from a lot of service-based business owners. Maybe you've been asking yourself, now what too? You've built your business from the ground up and your business works, but maybe it's not growing. You keep bumping into a ceiling on how many clients you can take on and maybe how much money you can make. And maybe now you're even wondering if your business has staying power. You might be keenly aware of how small challenges could easily balloon into big problems as the market and the economy change. I help entrepreneurs decide how to take action so they can build more resilient business that's primed for growth. I combine strategic thinking with a background in business finance, data, and operations to see the patterns that have your business bumping against a growth ceiling. I'll show you exactly what you can do to break through and make more money, all while making sure the foundation under your business is strong. I have a few new client openings for my quarterly or monthly advisory packages. When you work with me, I'll examine your financial reports to spot opportunities. We'll talk about where you're feeling friction and discover ways you can reclaim your time and attention. We'll dig into how to scale your operations without sacrificing quality so you can increase your capacity and make more money. And each action you take will be informed by strategic financial insight and data-driven operational planning. The result? You'll feel wildly capable and in control, and you'll finally break through that ceiling. Ready to learn more about working with me as your business advisor? Go to scalespark.co slash advisor. So talking a little bit about ClickUp and how you're using that, how has implementing that tool kind of just impacted your business from a workflow standpoint, from a process standpoint? You mentioned that um, it's kind of eliminating the need for a project manager position, at least for a while. Mm -hmm. um, what other kinds of impacts have you seen from um, kind of going all in on a tool like ClickUp? Well, my team feels like, I think everybody feels a little less scattered. Like everybody knows what's going on and who's um, responsible for what. And we're able to throw the ball at each other very easily in terms of like different statuses means like, you know, it gets assigned to different people and basically I can keep track of also my my schedule in terms of um, my, like having, like for example, just having my CRM, um, like my, my pipeline, like what's in the pipeline in terms of potential projects and what were, would the potential start dates be? I'm able to have that like bird's eye view to see, okay, well, I've got all these current projects that are scheduled, and here are the openings I have in my calendar. So that is something I really struggled with in terms of all the other apps to really have that bird's eye view to go, well, what is my capacity right now? What can I take mm -hmm. on and when? Because when I'm on a sales call, people are gonna like, people are always like telling me, oh, I needed this for yesterday, right? <laughs> so that's where I'm like, okay, well, there's always some urgency and I try and fit in people as soon as I can, but not being able to have that visual of like what's happening 
at, at the high level when is very difficult for me to just tell them right off the bat, like on a sales call, but now I can. So I feel a lot more comfortable um, in, in that way. So, um, and then clients just love the responsiveness. And I'm also currently building out like a client dashboard so that everything I have in terms of the homework and the to-dos, like if I need things from clients is gonna be living in ClickUp. I haven't officially brought in my clients into ClickUp yet. That is something that I'm still debating on because there's still a couple of features in terms of the permissions that aren't quite mm. what I need um, and that it would require me to completely tweak how I set up my projects in ClickUp. But I know it's just a matter of time before um, it's it's going to be a feature. They'll probably launch it this week, you know, watch. <laughs> That's... I Every time I'm like, man, I really, I really just want this feature. As long as you just be a little patient, it will show up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, I know. Well, I'm really good at giving feedback. And that's one of the things is about um, software with uh, like, the 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 way companies are developing apps now, they really listen to their audience. And I actually take the time to give them feedback and put in the requests uh, because you actually see this thing that you're like praying for show up and you're mm -hmm. like, wow, they, they really listen. So over the years, I've seen so, so many of my requests actually show up. So it's, it's definitely, I would like encourage anybody to always give feedback because it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Yeah. Um, and ClickUp is one of the, like, at least in my experience, one of the most responsive, uh, software companies. Yeah. Every time I put in feedback. Yeah. Uh, they send a response and they're like, hey, we're fixing it. Oh, and closing the loop. Hey, we released this. And yep. um, asking for feedback on stuff that they're thinking about implementing. Yep. Um, it's They're just so tied into what their customers are asking for. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, another piece of feedback, uh, sorry, not feedback, but uh, another app I use, which is actually a plugin that I put on WordPress sites, is called WP Feedback, which lets my clients and my team and myself add comments on a web page directly. So it's like change this, you know, whatever needs to be fixed or changed, it's right there as a comment, mm. as a task on on the site um i think they're they're looking at doing like there's some integrations that can happen but i haven't felt the need to integrate it within ClickUp. so it's just more of a granular kind of task um that lives on the site but it's been very easy for clients to point things out um in terms of fixing so that's been really um clients love that so that's been an awesome tool but um still I'll, I'll admit I'm still struggling in terms of the, until I onboard, like I bring in my clients into ClickUp, the communication piece is still the big question mark for me in terms of mm. having everything living in Gmail and going through email versus through ClickUp because part of me does not want to impose the the app that we use onto my clients. But if I do bring them into ClickUp just so that I can at least send them the message on a specific task, they get it by email and they can still reply by email. So they never have to really log in. Yep. So, but that has been something that I've been hesitant to do. And well, maybe you can coax me on that. <laughs> <laughs> I have mixed feelings on the client portal and ClickUp thing. 
Um, and I think it's really dependent on your relationship with your clients mm -hmm. and like the length of your project. So um, when I was doing like big scale software implementation, I you, like I would invite them as guests to click up so that they could see um, really easily like where the project was. They knew what they needed to do. Like you were saying, they could interact with it via email, but they had a good um, overview. So I didn't have to be sending like those weekly updates that were like, here's what we did this week. And here's what we have left to do. Like they just knew it's there, it's live. Go see how the progress is going. Um, but I stopped doing it when I started doing uh, like smaller productized type services. Uh, because there just wasn't like that the length yeah. uh, and scope of the project just wasn't as big yeah um, so i go i go back and forth and i know people that have done a really good job creating a client portal in ClickUp, um and some that yeah it's just it's not worth it so i think it really depends on what that relationship with your client is but i think now with like being able to share dashboards um publicly and lists publicly and allow them to interact via email i think there are there's a lot of opportunity there in a way that you can facilitate communication with your clients like you have already done internally that you've seen the results from of um having your whole team on ClickUp because a really well executed project management system with good communication tools that are part of it like ClickUp has or mm -hmm. um you know a, a lot of the project management tools are now doing like chat yep. uh, widgets and um threaded comments and that kind of thing um it really facilitates the communication so that everybody can see what's going on everybody knows what needs to happen next and it really eliminates the need for other kinds of communication like updates or status meetings or yep. um losing the thread of what's happening in an email yeah you know like when you do the the long emails of here's 42 comments of things that i would like to do yeah when it happens inside the project management tool it's happening in the task that it applies to and it just keeps the it keeps the communication tighter yeah um so i think there's a lot of opportunity to do that with clients in the same way that you kind of see the results of that with your internal team right right yeah, but I think I, it's very nuanced on, you know, the the decision on how you configure that and what kinds of views you do and permissions and like that. The devil is really in the details on that. In oh, terms absolutely. Of the execution. Absolutely. And that's where just in, and, and also, like I said, like you can customize how you use the, the tool based on what makes sense with your brain. Right. But then right now, I just it's not working with the permissions in terms of how I want it to work. So that's why I put it off for now. Mm -hmm. um but man it's just i just keep thinking long term is like if i i do want to have more of like a structure with pods as i scale uh mm -hmm. with my team so that whoever's the the pod like leader is taking care of a certain like certain clients they will need to communicate and there needs to be a central communication point in the sense that I can oversee, I can check in, but and we can have internal conversations on specific threads without the client seeing it. So outside of having a help desk, like a support ticket, ticket support system, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, I don't see any way of going around it right now, uh, besides going that route. Um, so that's why I've just kind of stuck to Gmail for, for now. 
but uh, yeah, but if it, in terms of your your question, also in terms of what's impacted the business, like um, Beaver Builder, it's it's one of those things that having a tool like that come into our industry has actually allowed many many web designers and um, just for myself to think outside the box of how we would typically go about building a site so that we're able to deliver things so much faster and with that creates a different client experience a much better like client experience because we're able to turn around things so much easier and um, I'm actually building out a collection of my own WordPress themes that are going to be uh, proprietary of course for <laughs> my clients and and everything but it's just allowed me to scale in a like faster rather because like nowadays websites there's certain principles that we understand in terms of what works in terms of getting results and and growth driven marketing tools right so having a proper website um there's certain principles to follow and having a lot of these baked into the um process in terms of the copy because I also do copywriting for clients so I've been able to incorporate what we would do normally outside of the website we do the copy and we work in Google Docs and um, go back and forth and comment now I've incorporated like all of my I've I've created what I, I call copy uh, guides where I have very specific um, questions that are meant it's kind of like I either interview the client or have them answer this and they answer it. So I set up like a prototype of the website. So based on our, our, our strategic session, I will actually set up the site based on their needs. So whatever pages and the navigation, all of that. And then I insert my copy guides and then the client goes in and starts answering all of these questions directly in the site on the pages themselves. Mm. And then basically we have all of these blocks after that my copywriter, and this is where I've been training my copywriters to go in and use Beaver Builder so that they can take these blocks and now rearrange them and move them to create the structure of the page that actually makes sense from a marketing standpoint. And then they rewrite directly in the site. So now we skipped over the whole Google Docs thing. Hmm. So now we've got a working prototype and the client can now like, you know, like I was saying with WP feedback, just directly put their, you know, change this or change that or edit it themselves. So we get to a point where we're like, okay, this is like ready to rock and roll. Now let's design. So now we've got everything we need already integrated. The structure is there and now we just start applying the design and making everything look awesome and connecting everything as we should. And so it's, and then the design, we've also skipped Photoshop, where everything used to be created in Photoshop as a mock-up. Then you send it to the developer. The developer takes that, converts it all into, like, web format. Now we just are only creating graphics, like background images and stuff like that in Photoshop. That's it. Because everything else is already is, is designed. We design straight in the web browser. So the... I'm now able to deliver sites so much faster and my clients kind of see, oh, this is what I'm going to get. Oh, this is, I can actually click through and see like, this is how the website is working. And the 
client experience has just completely changed and it's been it's allowed me to be able to take on way more capacity because I've been able to eliminate so many steps so just being able to think and creatively to see how can I innovate on this traditional way of doing things right just because mm-hmm. a piece a tech tool came in the market now allowing us to to think hey I think there's actually a better, easier, simpler way of doing this. So that for me has been game changing, like so game changing. So you have a, like, basically you have consolidated your stack, but those specific software choices have allowed you to eliminate some positions like project manager, are you, um, do you still need to work with a developer or is this allows you to um, eliminate having a developer do that kind of um, creation right. process? Right, well, the the developers that I do work with right now are strictly to build out my own IP. Like I was saying, mm. my own themes. And actually like, yes, you. Besides, like, I'll have some very custom, more advanced type of WordPress sites that I'll build, like, sometimes, like, multi-sites and and things. And that's where I may need to have a developer come in to do some customization. But now, like, you make me realize that it's more and more on the... It's a rare occasion that that happens. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, for example, lately I built a platform for uh, running virtual summits. And it's all built on WordPress and everything. And that was definitely more advanced. Um, So I needed some development help there. But if I'm building out a typical project, which is a marketing focused website, I actually do not need a developer. Hmm. So yeah, technology has allowed you to um, scale your business, keep your team small, eliminate positions that traditionally were were needed, but you've also kind of combined that unique use of technology with um so it sounds like some pretty clear behind the scenes process in terms of productizing how you're delivering these projects exactly um, and using the combination of the two of those to enable you to keep your agency your team your overhead really super lean yeah exactly and for that for all those reasons that's allowed me to have a bit of a um a a great position in my market because I'm able to deliver super high-end websites that look amazing but I don't need to to charge the big agency rates and I could if I wanted to but my heart's really set on helping those who are still in the growth phase you know have the right tools that will actually help them grow their business and you know, provide a lot of value there for what they're getting. So that's where I, I've been kind of motivated in the sense of like, how can we innovate to create something that is like worth a lot, but yet can be delivered very affordably. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of my motivation to, to figure out new ways of doing things. And so in the end, the, my clients win. Yeah get a better experience at a much better rate right and you still maintain high levels of profit because you're so efficient behind the scenes exactly exactly so yeah 
So favorite software tool that you use in your business? The thing that I would have to pry out of your cold, dead hands. What What is your <laughs> number one favorite thing? Well, there's certain essentials like just Zoom, right? Being able to see people across the world that are pretty freaking amazing and how we do business now. Like I live in Canada and all of my clients are in the States or around the world. And that's just amazing to be able to feel like you have, like you do have a super personalized relationship with clients just because of uh, tools like that. But um, I'm still a bit of an addict uh, in terms of using my calendar to block out my time. And mm. I, I work on a Mac. So, and I use BusyCal. BusyCal it lets you create these custom views and you can just click a button and just it's it just instantly changes to different views like i have my weekly my monthly and so that is kind of i i can't live without that (laughs) (laughs) and then i have all the color codes so you know all my sales calls are green and yes um, i do the same thing i have everything color coded and oh yeah it's essential it's essential and then well having acuity of course having like a tool to have your clients book in time with you um and then that just shows up on my my calendar so there's the essentials like that that i definitely could not live without um and then I, I use Google Drive for everything in terms of cloud um, hosting, all files and everything. So my team. Uh, so, you know, there's there's these essentials, but I definitely in terms of love working with is going to be, well, definitely click up the winner and uh, <laughs> and Beaver Builder in terms of uh, building awesome WordPress sites. <laughs> so where can our listeners find you if they want to connect or learn more about what you do? Uh, well, they can find me on moderntraction.com or uh, best way to reach me uh, is mel, M-E-L, at moderntraction.com. And uh, yeah, I'm still work in progress on the new brand and the new website, which <laughs> I'm focused on building my products right now so I can scale. And then, uh, but uh, anyway, so they can check some of my work I've done there and, and see some of the results we, we've gotten for some amazing clients and uh yeah awesome well thank you so much for being here well thanks for having me this was awesome to to geek out and all the tools (laughs) (laughs) as mel mentioned finding the right software tools for her agency has allowed her to scale without a project manager deliver better results for clients document her processes and become more profitable Those results wouldn't be possible without a solid process and the right technology. A different tool might not have gotten the same results. A less defined process would have meant that she couldn't use ClickUp as effectively. Both your process and your software are key pieces of your business ecosystem. Next week, I'm talking to Emily Thompson from Being Boss about a third piece, your team, and how having the right people in the right positions with the right mix of skills makes your business more efficient, effective, and profitable. So hit subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss it. Break the Ceiling is produced by Yellow House Media. Our production coordinator is Sean McMullen. This episode is edited by Marty Seafeld with production assistance by Kristen Runvig.